you hear when it says that? Do you hear the recording of progress then? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you did it when right When did it away. start doing that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did it not always do that? Is no, it, it was quiet for a long time, and I could just silently stop the podcast because I knew I had everything I wanted. And now when I do it, it, like, alarms whoever I'm talking to, and they're like, oh, so you're just done with me? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a consent thing. People need to know if they're being recorded, right? I guess so. I, I mean, it says in the corner. Yeah, I, I, have, mean, I, I have no idea. It's so interesting, like, especially because, like, now that everyone's working on zoom and stuff, a lot of times they're recording like work meetings and it's like, I don't know. Like if, if, if someone, everything's documented now, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also like when I asked you to be on a podcast over zoom, you must've assumed I was going to be recording. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But do you want <laughs> me to, I mean, has this worked out pretty well for you? I mean, you've been probably doing this for a long time. Do you want, like, do you want me to record on GarageBand too or something like no. that? No, 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 no. You just got to be a guest. I'm not going to make you work. <laughs> yeah, could you mix it and edit it after this? Well, I'll some people you. will be like, you need to record on GarageBand. You need to send me the separate file. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I I guess I've, I I had one podcast that I did for like a couple of months. And I don't know. It, 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 what am I trying to say? It started like it was ending as COVID was happening. And so like, I think I did ask some people to send audio files, but now I feel like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should feel like a monster. No, because like, yeah, I don't, people have asked that a lot recently. And I'm like, I don't know. No. Cause like, let's say everything goes to hell with this recording. I don't want to have to piece it together sentence by sentence. I would rather be like, Oh, sorry. That really fell through the bucket. Instead of like yeah. spend like 12 hours for like, hey, remember that half hour we talked? Wasn't that the coolest? It's we really solved nice world to... peace. <laughs> it's probably nice to have your own. I, I was doing this podcast for this show called Encore that's on Disney Plus that like only has one season because it's like the conceit is like you go like a high school reunites like, you know, 10 to 30 years after they graduate and they do the same play that they did before. And it's like, sees where everyone is. Uh Um, And uh, it's, it wasn't going to be canceled, but I think because COVID (laughs) happened, like they were like, there's nowhere, like the theaters are still like the last thing that we can't do. Like we can't go in like to theaters. It's true. Although I like that there's no encore for encore. I do appreciate that. There's no encore encore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. that. That's what I want. Although that show would be a huge monster smash if they reunited the high school musical people. Oh, that would be huge. A lot of people were were tweeting about the show and being like, because Kristen Bell's like a producer on it. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. she had anything to do with the creation of it. I think they just slapped her name on it. But she and she would sometimes show up for like two to three minutes. But but uh whoa. <laughs> I mean, no, I <laughs> you're gonna get Kristen Bell to turn against me you can release this mm-hmm. I really I like her avid listener of the podcast Kristen Bell <laughs> will respond on her episode wait so like did she ever stop by the offices uh I think she did I I, I talked to one of the casting people and I, I she was she was pretty involved in the beginning of it like mm-hmm. and then um but then she wasn't in it that much and Disney plus would like have her in all the promotional pictures, like a big Kristen Bell, like doing. And she was only in a couple of the episodes, so people were kind of upset that she wasn't in it as much as they thought that she would be. 
Yeah, I can't even remember the point that I was trying to make, but um, I don't know. Have you been Have you been going out to uh, Have you been doing outdoor stand up shows? I in the last couple weeks have been doing indoor stand up shows. Justin's gone to the uh, the improv maybe a couple of times, but that's still all outside. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't think he's done any indoor shows yet. They're too good, you know, like. The audiences are so happy to see people that even the bad comics are going over great. And you're like, well, it's not fun if there's no, if everyone's batting a thousand. That's interesting. That's, I mean, that sounds nice. That sounds like he's going to Colorado tomorrow with Jonathan Flanagan. I don't know if you know Jonathan. From the Empire Giants? No. No, is that the same <laughs> name? He's a friend that does stand up and they're going to do like a couple shows in Colorado. And I think those are all indoors, but like, you know, it, I, I attribute it to like when I used to do improv out here and then I would go home to Arizona and then do improv like in this old short form theater that I used to belong to. Like I would yeah. feel like a rock star because everyone would laugh so much. But then, you know, here everyone's judging you because everyone yeah. that's watching you is trying to do the same thing. Like all the people that are watching stand up are trying to be stand ups and all the people that are doing improv are trying to do improv like. Yeah. Well, here's my here's my take on it. And I'm, it's on the negative side. I know that I'm going to start off by telling you this is going to get negative is so some people started doing stand up during the pandemic, you know, and so they only know Zoom mics and all that stuff. And which is, you know, they know this very supportive world that I don't see as supportive. And now they're going out there and doing these shows and just like crushing with really low grade material. And I'm like, no let them crash the car you know like i want to see <laughs> the fire and brimstone that we all had to go through it's not fair for them to start off in the nicest environment it's almost like they remodeled my high school the year after i left or something and i'm mad that they have computers now you know like i'm just like no that's so funny yeah justin would complain about that all the time because he did a bunch of digital mics and he was like there was all these people that have never done stand-up before and they're doing it mm-hmm. on zoom for the first time and it's just like <laughs> yeah so i'm watching yeah. a lot of people actually go in front of people for the first time and they're doing too well and i don't like it i'm like mad at it before <laughs> and it's not anyone's fault it's actually like the nicest thing that could have happened that's good that's good yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm just Jack Skellington in Christmas Town, you know, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> we're not going to scare anyone. <laughs> I don't. I mean, stand up's like the hardest. I I just have no desire to yeah. do it whatsoever, just because it's well, so can I hard. Tell you one of my favorite stand up, spe- uh, one of my favorite stand up memories, and this sure. will show how shitty Aaron is. Is I was working the door at Flappers, and it was the YooHoo room, and somebody was bombing their ass off about 45 seconds into their set they saw some sort of light and they ran off the stage and they were wow. like, Oh, Oh no. And then like they went to the host after and they're like, why did you light me? Like I was only 45 seconds. I have a recording. I was supposed to do five minutes. And the host was like, I'm sorry. I didn't light you. You must've saw something else. I'm really sorry. And she's like, but I have family out there. I need to go out there and I need to do what I practiced. And so can you put me back on after this so I can get the rest of my four minutes? And then the host was like, okay, fine, sure. And so they put him back on and I watched that person then bomb again, bomb twice in 10 minutes. And after like two minutes was like, oh, like blaming the audience and the host for not her fault. She thought she saw a light. And I really took great joy in watching somebody 
fall down once really bad and not go, I better take the L and go, I don't know, I but I can save this and then take the super L. And now like they are the moment of the show just failing. Wow. Wow, yeah. you're a monster, buddy. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But just that. I remember watching it from the desk and being like, I should tell them it's not going to go well. You're not, it's not going to go well. You should be happy that it went Because like I bet this. everyone was so confused about why they had just like suddenly mm-hmm. ended their, their, their set. Like, did they, yeah. did they even say, well, I guess that's all my time? Or did they just like, like walk off the stage? <laughs> they were like, oh, um, okay and then left it was like it was they left very confusing to everybody came back equally confusing trying to explain why they're back you know like it just everything was a big confusion blur wow i i mean it's just i mean just that just like flappers and you know having to just any of the um any of the bringer shows like any of that stuff like Justin did that a couple of times. He ran lights like to yeah. in the Yuhu room to like <laughs> I just it's just it's terrible, man. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you guys do it. Stand-up's the ringer. I, I feel like I'm controlled by it. I'm like, no, 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 I need to make stand-up happy. You know, like it's not even like I need to make Aaron happy. Like I need to make stand-up happy. I'm just gotta go out there and do the thing. But I bet it's just like, you know, when you hear theater actors be like, I love the theater because it's so <laughs> Nothing's more immediate than the theater. Like if the audience loves it, then you'll know right away. Like, I mean, if you have like a really amazing show, then it's probably like a really huge adrenaline. Yeah. Push. Yeah. No, I, I feel great after I have a good show. That is true. And I, and I, over the 10 years, I've watched myself get better and that's very fun. And I have confidence or even cockiness over it. I would go that far. And you're even like solely responsible for it. Whereas like for an improv exactly. show, you're like, we were great. Like that thing you did was awesome. And you have to like, <laughs> you can just be like, I'm fully responsible for how great that was. Yeah, exactly. It's like the difference between improv and stand-up is improv. A large pizza shows up and the improv troupe all shares it and they enjoy it and hang out with each other. And the stand-up would get the large pizza and fold it in half and eat it like a taco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I prepared you. I told you that we're, you're going to have two segments today. Yes, you did. But I don't know what goes into them. I mean, I have to admit what you said. I don't have to listen to an episode. And I was like, okay, I'll just do some other stuff instead. I'll go feed my sister's cat. And, you know. Well, yeah, because I don't want you to be like, oh, I have to remake this episode or whatever the energy was with that person. I'm like, no, you're just talking to me. It's fine. But I do well, do a thing where I tell people that I want to be a fan of them for a second. You don't get to do that too much in this town. You know, we're all acting too cool to be like, you know what? I'm a big fan of this person. I just know, you know, like, but immediately, I think I told you this before. When I first met you doing headline punchline, punchline, headline punchline. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you're being punched in the head, you know, head punch, uh, line, line punch. So uh, when I first met you doing that, because you were improv, I was like, He's not going to do so good. And then the first joke, like, killed. And it's, like, so clever and so well-delivered. I was, like, lucky, right? And then, like, five <laughs> jokes later, just still crushing. Every joke crushing. And I was, like, you're pulling out references. I remember you pulled out a reference for the Mucin X-Man or something. And I was, like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. And then it was almost, like, why don't you want to do stand-up? And you're, like, I don't want to. And I was, like, that's a good enough answer. 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I could try sometime. Maybe I'll take, maybe I'll take a class and, you know, my, no, if my, you don't want to, then don't, you're doing very well in your own life. Why would I could do one of those things? Like my friend Jude Shelton teaches stand-up classes and then they do like a graduation show at the end, you know, I could do one of those and then put up, put up my three minute set and be like, I did it guys. But I also I could just not do it. You know, exactly. <laughs> you also could just go about doing the things in life you want. So is, is this going to be, I mean, is this like uh, Mark Marin? and I'm going to ask like, are, is this happening? Are we doing this? And is this like, <laughs> what, like, are you, have, Most has this people started? Do that at the beginning of the episode, the episode started. <laughs> <laughs> but this I just exactly talked a bunch of shit about Kristen Bell and what if she's going <laughs> to... Kristen, I was just joking. Uh, He's he wasn't. He's I see him. (laughs) His fingers are crossed. (laughs) She she I did meet her one time. She was I used to I briefly did this show at UCB called The Midnight Show, which ran for a really long time. Uh And it was supposed to be like really edgy sketch comedy. And I'm not edgy at all. But the person that was in charge of it that put it together, this guy, Michael Bush, he like asked my friend and Andy and I to do it. And I'm just like the opposite of what the vibe of that show was. It was really like, let's put a tarp on the floor and do a sketch where, you know, someone can't stop shitting for 10 hours, you know, like things that were really like, like really foul and dark. And Mm -hmm. I, I write more sketches about like, well, like what if a boy wished there weren't peas on, on earth anymore. (laughs) And then suddenly, you know, like something like that, like really wholesome stuff, not wholesome, but just like, well, yeah, but like that sketch that you did for um, the journey home where the dogs come home over the hill and the family's like, oh, great. And then it's like, oh, where grandma, I thought she that? died. And then she's where coming she... over the hill, too. Yeah, everyone wants an incredible journey uh, <laughs> sketch. Like, But uh, Dax Shepard, like we would have a house like it was SNL and Dax Shepard did mm-hmm. the show. I don't know like where he was in his career at that point, but I mean, I knew who he was like. And Kristen Bell and he were together and she came to the show and then she told me that I was her favorite in the show. Oh. Um, and so she was very nice. And then like the next month I got kicked out of the show because I just didn't fit in. Like, like I didn't belong in this really edgy comedy group. So, so I can I, see I, it being like you turn in the jokes and they'd be like, this needs to be edgy. And like, I don't know what those swear words in there. You know, like what, what do you mean? <laughs> I've just never had that really dark sense of humor i probably have i i definitely can go dark at times but not not like that show what else was i gonna say i can't remember Stuart so danny on the show i i know him a little bit from yeah. crazy ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. i are know you, you have a great experience you, with that he does but he's a big he does a lot of stand-up right i don't i don't mm-hmm. really know him that well i just met, met him like once or twice but oh yeah great. no i've yeah, I think I run into him like once a month through stand-up. And he's awesome. And he's as great at stand-up as you'd ever hope he'd be. That's like, great. he's a person. Also, like you, when I saw him, I was like, he's not going to be so good. And then, like, after, like, three seconds, I was like, oh, he's going to be great. He's really going to show me the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the people listening at home, Aaron and I met because, we yeah, we did this thing called Headline Punchline, which was mm-hmm. a topical once-a-week video where – like different comedians would make jokes about topical stuff and then they would edit it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, for yeah, the they aura. would send us just the direct headline of it. And we had to make the next line be the punchline for it. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think they have gave us the setup and it would be like, Justin mm-hmm. Bieber went to get a tattoo <laughs> and then like... <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. For, it was for Larry King's like internet channel or a TV. And did you ever see Larry King? You must have seen Larry King when, when at some point, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I did a couple times. Yeah, and he was so old and just... <laughs> I mean, he's still alive. But it was... That was... I loved doing that so much for free. Yeah. Um, and uh and like jenny yang yeah, it was did great. it and uh, a lot of great you know, people did it well uh, what's uh, uh drew lynch uh you know oh yeah they got drew on there I and mean, of course uh whitney rice she's the one that got me in with them because she did it and then she recommended me yeah there's some great people on there and some people are, are doing pretty good i know i actually constantly wanted to go pick around on larry king's set but i felt like he was always looming in the background somewhere I was so afraid if I like touched a baseball or something, he'd be like, "Hey, damn kids messing with my set." He had this like really young intern that was like, I don't know, like eighteen or something that was in charge of his Twitter account, and that, that was just so weird because it was just like this eighteen-year-old girl is in charge of Larry King's Twitter account, like pretending to tweet as him. Um, uh, there's a similar thing for um, William Shatner. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, Someone it's not does a Twitter. Girl. Yeah, but it's a much younger like a dude that's doing his. I found that out. You, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Then I would be talking to William Shatner all the time. Yeah, um, he must be a really interesting guy. Go, uh, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. No, no, totally. I, uh, I need to tell you that I, I feel like I've bamboozled you into this because what I didn't tell you about this podcast is uh, my brother is a huge fan of DuckTales. Oh, really? Yeah. How old is your brother? <laughs> 42. <laughs> he's, uh, he's 41. <laughs> okay, I'm 41, so that's okay. Yeah, exactly. You guys, we're the, all the same age. In fact, he told me, he's like, you gotta, like, round season one, he was just like, dude, this new DuckTales show is, like, really good. You gotta check it out. And so I've watched some of it, but not like he did. He watched, like, he got into the show and he has a list of DuckTales questions. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can get these answered. Oh, yeah, you did say that you had some questions at the end. We'll see. I, I only worked on the last season, so I don't know if there's some stuff that came up earlier that I, I might not be privy to. But uh, Well, we'll what to I told him, out. I told him I got you. He looked up what episodes you wrote. And he told me, it's like, oh, I got some that are specifically things that he wrote. Oh, interesting. I, uh, yeah. I think, like... I've worked on a couple of different kids shows and like written for different things. And like DuckTales was definitely the show where the showrunner, like the two like Frank and, and Matt who were like in charge of the show, like mm-hmm. they, they took it so seriously. Like they were like, we're this, we're just going to make this the best show that we possibly can. Whereas like other shows, like I, I worked on various other things. Like, I don't think people go in being like, we're going to tell an amazing story. They're just like, we just need to get something approved so that we are on schedule and under budget and like, you know, like they, Oh, for sure. Not to, not to say that people that look up my IMDB and they're going to be like, Oh, what is what shows is he talking about? But <laughs> there was just like a difference where it was like, you know, like some people are like, we want to make a good show, but a job is a job and we got to get the job done. And then that show, it was like, we're going to take this really seriously. We're super passionate about it. Yeah, no, I think you can tell. I think you can tell when you like from the beginning of the show, they were like, oh, no, no, we're telling a story that people are going to watch years to come. Not like we just need to fill this time to put advertisements in between. 
Um, but you ready to start? We're going to start off with a major spoiler, by the way. By the so, if you are planning on watching season three of Ducktales, you can listen to this afterwards. There's spoilers. Um, so we want to talk about Webby right off the bat. Oh, and man. that's a big yeah. one. <laughs> it's pretty much the big one, isn't it? Um, so my brother wants to know when you guys decided that Webby was going to be an heir to to Scrooge and how far out that was planned. I, I think, I think that Frank had wanted that from the beginning or at least from a very early stage. So like, I think, I think they tell you that like immediately. When I started in season three, I started a little bit late into the season, but it sounded like Mm -hmm. there had definitely been a plan for it for a long time. Like it, I, I don't, I, I can't say for sure, definitely season one from the get-go, but like mm-hmm. definitely for a very long time. Cause there's little clues and hints throughout the season. And um, I, I, I would say a pretty early stage because I think mm. that they always wrote little like double entendre lines or little hints that like, we're going to point towards that. And it was really nice. interesting because, because uh, we had like, you you don't watch the show. So this is really nerdy stuff. Same like, episodes, <laughs> but like I, you know, I haven't watched as thoroughly. The only I've only seen a couple episodes of uh, season three, and I was fascinated that you guys brought the mom in. But keep going. There. Oh yeah, that was such a great character. But yeah. the whole third season was like, there's all these magical objects, and like we had chosen all these magical objects, kind of as a way, in a lot of way, to like reverse engineer how Webby was Scrooge's like relative, mm-hmm. and. And there was a lot more like explanation about how it had happened, like at least thought out, like what we're gonna mm-hmm. do. And then when the show was finally put together because the, the finale is so epic and so much stuff happens, like I felt like all the explanation about exactly what happened, like all were gone. And I was so concerned that people were gonna watch it and be like, what, what, what? Like, <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. Like I thought people were just gonna be mad but everybody was just happy and didn't really yeah. ask too many questions. So I, 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 everyone was just like, yeah, because like at some point someone steals one of Scrooge's feathers and then you mm-hmm. are to infer that that's how Webby was made. And people just were like, got it. Like he had that feather. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I really thought people were going to ask more questions and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, pretty, pretty early on. I like that you're like, I'm glad nobody asked any questions. And I'm like, I still have a list of questions. We're going to get this. <laughs> Our brother's like, what's the deal? Uh, uh, none of these really sound mean, although there is one that's a little, I think, aggressive. Uh, my brother also wants to know, how do the boys feel about it? Especially Louie, now that there is a direct heir to Scrooge. Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't think mm-hmm. we ever, ever talked about it at all. Yeah, if um, you guys did, he wouldn't have asked, I'm sure. I, I mean, I don't know how much, I, I, I mean, I guess I'll just speak freely because the show ended like a year. I mean, for us, the people that were writing on it, like it ended like a year and a half ago and then the show yeah. ended a while ago. They could make a movie or something for Disney plus, mm-hmm. who knows? Like I, as far as I know, there's no plans whatsoever of that, but like we didn't go into writing that season being like, Oh, the show's definitely over. And there's not going to be anything more, but Disney does tend to do like three seasons, and unless something's a giant yeah. hit, then they just kind of stop. So we yeah, kind the of Disney way. that it was going to be. So I think it was going to be kind of different, and I know they had plans for it. So I, I wonder how they would have felt about it. I don't think there was anything cut where the boys were like, "What the fuck!" Like, <laughs> but that has to be. That's 
Yeah. That'd be great if there's a shot of Louis just like dropping his cup and be like, you know what? I'm out of here. Screw this whole family. I love that your brother, like, these aren't like just, um, these aren't just like, um, in episode 102, like, these are like, this isn't fact checking characters. Like, yeah. He's like, are they okay? He's very passionate. Yeah. I, I I don't know. That would definitely be an episode, though, for sure. Louis realizing that he's not the most direct heir and that, that Webby is, like, I could totally see that. So I think your well, brother that could needs be, that's, to... That's a huge launch on the whole character. That's not just one episode. That's now the angle of how they interact. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, they would, like, they... Because that's another thing that, like, Frank and Matt would try to plan is, like, what's the arc for the whole season for these characters? Mm-hmm. Which, again, for kids' show is, like... I'm not having any of those conversations on any of the other shows that I've been working yeah. on. Like, like I know like Huey was supposed to like be questioning everything and 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 feel like he couldn't trust information like throughout the, the whole season and like like Louis like all that stuff was really was it QA not was Huey QA not he was, he was <laughs> that's not my brother's four, question that's mine <laughs> season four happened he was totally going to be into QAnon. Uh, <laughs> So we would have had to call it like Quackanon or something like that, like something <laughs> stupid. That sounds awesome. Quackbird. I feel like this DuckTales wanted an adult audience watching as well. And I think I appreciate that. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it, it is so interesting how, how cartoons age so badly and like the uh-huh. things that they don't think of. And I, I love DuckTales as a kid. But then when I watched the old version as an adult, I was like, yeah, it is kind of weird that Huey, Dewey and Louie have no distinct personalities and they're all voiced by the same person and like it's like webby was the only female character and like if you watch those old episodes she's just like very precocious and it's like can i go on an adventure and everyone's Mm -hmm. like no (laughs) it's like like super sexist so like i I thought i thought everything they did with the show just really updated in such a great way and it is like yeah stuff for the adults like yeah like your brother likes the show. I had friends that watched the show and would text me about it. And I was like, you're watching DuckTales. Like, yeah, like when you, you announced that you were going to do it, I sent my brother a screenshot. I'm like, oh, look, I hope to kill your favorite characters. Be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this question is I don't know either of these names of the people. So you're going to have to great. explain this to me. But it was, was it crazy having David Tennant and Catherine Tate playing off each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't know who David Tennant is? <laughs> no, who's David Tennant? And He's, Catherine Tate. He, Are they he married? Was, he was Doctor Who for, for a bunch of years. He was like, I oh, mean, for British okay. people love Doctor Who, he was like one of the Doctor Whos. And he's done a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, and Catherine Tate is like another famous comedian in England. And I am very dense because I don't remember like the names of any of her shows. But, you know, mm. she's very funny. Um they never really recorded people together except for very rare instances. I think that yeah. they did some promo things where people were recorded together. And especially because David and Catherine were both in England, like I think they would record remotely and stuff. So they never actually mm. interacted directly. I, there's so few shows that where the cast records together, but it does happen. My first year yeah. Rocky and Bullwinkle, the whole cast would record together. And they, I think it makes You worked on Rocky and Bullwinkle? I yeah, used to improv with Brad Norman in Chicago 20 years ago. Oh, really? Oh, he's yeah. the nicest guy. <laughs> I know. I want to so, get him on the show soon. He was so excited to have that part. And like, 
I, he just, you could tell he loved it so much to be Bullwinkle, but they would record together. And like, I, yeah. I feel like it really made a huge difference because it's like, everyone's playing off of each other's energy. Yeah. But, oh, for sure. but they're these two kind of iconic British actors and they, they're very funny. Um, so I, I want to say, I want to pretend and lie like, yeah, they recorded together and it was magic, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think another thing about the show that was so cool is the casting was so, awesome like that they got these really big names for things because people i think so many people grew up with ducktales and so then you're like do you want to be on ducktales and they'll be like fuck yeah <laughs> it's like yeah i i did rocky and bullwinkle and and i worked on like two dreamworks shows and their their casting department like they just don't dream big so like if you ask them hey i remember we, we wanted to get like lebron james or like some big basketball player yeah. <laughs> rocky and boinkle and they said we can get carly simon um you know like the the 70s the singer female the 70s? singer yeah, yeah. Like, for the same role <laughs> just to be a celebrity on the show yeah. i think we got weird al instead um because weird al is great but also yeah. much like joan rivers will do any tv show <laughs> There's a great interview with Nick Cage where they're like, why did you do this movie? It's awful. And he was like, because it's my rate. See, if they pay what I ask, I go and do the movie. If they don't, I don't do the movie. That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I, but you did that movie and like, yeah, yeah, that also paid my rate. My rate was just smaller back then. That's so interesting. I mean, yeah. all, all to Joan Rivers for just being like, I want to make money. I want to be working. I want to do stuff. So I'm just going to do whatever. And uh, have you, did you watch Hacks at all, that HBO show? I haven't yet. And I know that I want to. And I mean, I've seen Hannah at open mics forever. So it's just like, I'm interested. I'm invested. I haven't seen it yet. I think you got to watch it, man. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, it's good. You go. I know, but that's why I don't. Because <laughs> things about what I do so specifically, it's like when I worked in an office and the office was out, I'm like, I don't want to watch what I do at work at home. You know, like it's the same thing. That makes so, like sense. everything that that's sense. like romanticizing stand up. I'm like, yes, I feel like it's a homework assignment. Even like the Joker <laughs> movie, you're like, okay, I hope I don't like it because that makes me an incel. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it was one episode or something, like uh, there was like a the, that difficult people show on Hulu with like, um, uh, what's his name? The Billy on the Street guy. Billy yeah. Eichner, like yeah. there was one episode where where the the other character Julie, Julie I think um, she like writes for a kids TV show like she she talks her way into getting hired on a kids TV show that like Patton Oswalt oh, nice. was running and I was like oh I really appreciate this one episode about it but <laughs> if I was watching you know ten episodes would it be bad it's it's an amazing show it's really good but it's funny because the the Hannah character like is supposed to be this like edgy really talented comedian. And the only thing that I would fault for the show is like they make her character really interesting and irritating. Like she's she's like a she's like a, a little brat of a person, but she never gets to do something on the show that shows like how amazing she is. Like they never show her mm. doing stand up. They never show her writing. Oh, really? Like, yeah, they never show her doing stand up the whole time. Yeah, that's a big um, miss. No, I would hope they would. I mean, she got on um, Colbert, so I wonder if they did that to preface this whole thing to be like, no, 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 look, you can find that there. Because they really, Maybe. they did something special for her when she did Stephen Colbert. And it was like in between her jokes, they played like jazz. So she could like stop wow. and then hit the punchline. Yeah. And you're like, I remember when that first aired, I was like, you can't ask for that. Or we just dumb and never asked. But she like made a whole presentation of it where you're, I was just like, 
there's something bigger behind this. And then when Hex came out, I assumed it kind of all tied in. I don't know. She, I mean, it, she's so great on the show, but uh, yeah, you watch it and like, you know, they, they keep her around for 10 episodes and you're kind of like, why is Jean Smart putting up with this terrible character? She's <laughs> never written any funny jokes. And, and yeah. that said, you, you want her to be on the show. Like, you don't want her to get kicked off or something. But, like, yeah. it's, it's just a weird part of the show. Anyways. For know. sure. No, more <laughs> yeah, I got more DuckTales for you. Who brought up the idea of the horrific nod to the Wuzzles? Oh, uh, I, I, I think definitely, like, like, Frank and Matt both wanted to mm-hmm. do the, as many Disney Afternoon references as we possibly could. And mm-hmm. I was all for it, too, because I, I was... Frank's maybe a little bit younger than me, but like we were pretty similar in age. So like we both watched all the Disney afternoon stuff, but some of the older stuff like the puzzles and um, I mean, the puzzles was the first Disney afternoon show, but because uh, and the fluffy dogs, which was like the special that happened one time. Oh, I don't remember that ever. Oh, fluffy dogs, the fluffy dogs, F L U P P Y. It was like going to be the second Disney afternoon show. And they did like an hour special and oh. nobody watched it. And so then <laughs> they decided to not make it a, a, a right. cartoon. But uh, the Wuzzles was owned by like Hasbro. And so Disney doesn't own the Wuzzles. It's owned oh. by like a toy company. So we couldn't outright say Wuzzles. Like, and we couldn't outright show any version of the Wuzzles. And so instead, that's why there, there are these, in that episode with the Wuzzles, there are these horrific, like mutated <laughs> creatures that look nothing like the original ones. And we call it the, like the, I, like the stone of what was is what helped make them like hybrid creatures. And so what was, was like trying to get as close to Wuzzles as we could. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. Brilliant question for Jim. I'll throw that out there. Give his name out. Um, I want to say, I already think I know the answer to this because I think you guys wrote this before WandaVision even came out. Oh, okay. But he was saying, were you aware of WandaVision before you wrote the Quack Pack? Oh, no, I don't think that was part of it at all. No, I think that's totally unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. It's very similar. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if people are saying like, um, WandaVision was pretty good. But they ripped off DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of those tweets, but it's got to exist in some minor way somewhere. There's got to be someone that thinks that. And if they tweeted it, then that's pretty amazing. Yeah, you uh, should just sit in a high horse about it. Be like, yeah, it was good when I did it first. That was already like, that episode was already like rewritten by the time that I started because Mm. I don't know. I just started a little bit late in the season because Disney had like two lawyers that con- like negotiated contracts. <laughs> but that episode was already kind of written before I got there, and it's it, it's very funny. It's very weird. If, if you just like watch a one-off episode, you should watch that one because it's very like shout out to the '90s and um, very Disney afternoony. Right. I'm gonna write that down because I mean the ones I've watched. I watched the Darkwing. I watched the Gummy Berry Juice episode. And then I did watch it like four in a row when the mom showed up. So I was like, oh, the mom's here? I better check this out. This is getting interesting. Yeah, season three is on Disney Plus now. You can watch all the episodes. Uh... Oh, yeah. Plug it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they huge numbers, they'll uh, make more episodes. Uh, my, this is the question I thought was the most aggressive. So I'm going to read it a little aggressively. And that's uh, my brother said, who's the Astro Boy and Sailor Moon fan in that room? I know they're in there. 
Oh, because yeah, they definitely had like a sequence that was very Sailor Mooney. Um, I I think we we had two kind of uh, two of the directors, Jason Zurich and Tanner. Oh no, I can't remember Tanner's last name. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, there were two directors that were super into that stuff. Um, uh, Tanner Johnson. Um, I think Jason Zurich was the one that was super into uh, like the. Yeah, what was it? Ghost in the Shell and was Astro Boy? Astro it was Astro Boy and Sailor Moon. Yeah, my they, brother's really into anime, so like he would know exactly. They love all that nerdy stuff, and yeah. um, and so they definitely had like a huge homage to Astro Boy. I mean, the episode is called Astro Boy, <laughs> yeah. and then the one that I wrote is called Beaks in the Shell instead of Ghost in the Shell. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not very subtle, but uh. <laughs> But that was interesting because they like they have like a, a fight sequence in that episode, uh, the Astroboid episode, and they had paid like a Japanese anime company to to do the fight, and it's just like oh wow, yeah. When you watch it, you're like oh this animation is just slightly different. Like it's a lot more complex because there's like all these missiles flying and all these things where you're like oh that looks more complicated than I am used to. And that's because this Japanese company did it and it was amazing. Um, that's awesome. But the two, the two directors and the Sailor Moon thing, uh, it might've been one of the board artists. And I, I, I feel really bad that I don't know who it was, but uh, I mean, that's a cool thing about working on a cartoon show is like you take these scripts and you turn them in and you think they're pretty awesome the way that they are. But then like these artists were, are like, I have an idea to make this crazy yeah. Sailor Moon sequence. And you're like, well, that's not on the page. Just do what I wrote, <laughs> you, you stupid, you stupid artist. And then they do something amazing where you're like, yeah. holy shit. Like there's this crazy Sailor Moon sequence in this episode now. That's such That's a, awesome. I, I feel bad. I kind of half answered that question. No, I think you did great with that. Um, this is, I think this is a great question is what happened to Magica's brother? Oh, what happened to Magica's brother? I think the episode where Magica's brother, he, he gets turned into a crow, doesn't he? Because she has this crow named, what's his You're going to have to tell me. You're the one that wrote the show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, if people that like DuckTales are going to listen to this, then, uh, oh, Poe, Poe is his name. Because Magica on the show had this crow named Poe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he was established as Magica's brother, like, before then. But then we decided, like, oh, her brother is actually this person that got turned into a crow. Mm -hmm. So she accidentally turns him into a crow in the episode, but she's not able to turn him back. So when he says what happened to him, then I'm, I'm kind of... It's probably because maybe he appeared in an episode with her and then like maybe he wasn't in it anymore. So I think that's I think that's why he's asking that. It's like he probably wasn't in the finale. And I bet that's just I bet that's just one of those things where I mean, the finale has like, I don't know, so many characters like they tried to have every character come back. And so now your brother is the one person that yeah, like Seinfeld. That, that okay, my brother's hitting. the guy that's like, if you like cut to a scene and come back and the desk is, or like the briefcase down the other side of the desk, my brother's the guy that notices that stuff. You know, and it's yeah. like, almost like there's, in his brain, there's a tab with like, oh, Magica's brother's gone. They'll clear that up later. And then it does it. There, and it's like, but what? <laughs> exactly. There's an important that. deleted scene where the suitcase is moved. What happened? Like, I, 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 
I can guarantee you that there was no conversation after the episode where you find out that Magic's brother was turned into a crow, and that's mm-hmm. why she has this crow. We never, we never talked about him again. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's I, a crow. I, that's what he did. He's crowing around. I, I, uh, we, we filled your brother on that, on that end. He should have been in the finale if yeah. he wasn't. Uh, and I don't know if he was or not. I can't remember. So he went to go work on the Dumbo movie, but then they edited him out. <laughs> uh, so many problematic crews. <laughs> oh, there's two more. The I want to end with one that I like the most, but this was uh what are the concerns or were there concerns using obscure characters like Della, April, May, and June as pillars to the plot? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think at all. I think that Frank and Matt wanted to have all these like Easter eggs and stuff, like as much mm. Easter egg stuff that they could have. And also just like, it's so interesting that like, we don't know who the, the triplets fathers are. Like they were never decided at any yeah. point. Like, and the thing about, Della being their mom is like I, I as far as I remember like the Della character of the mom is just like barely developed at all and so it's so cool to be like there's this character everyone wants to know what happened to their parents right like yeah like and it was never explained <laughs> and at least we tried to explain it mm-hmm. but it was that weird dance of like when I was writing for the show I was like can we really get away with three seasons of the show and never mention their dad and what happened to their dad and i guess the answer is yes because <laughs> I, I wish that there was more time we had been able to like decide who their dad was and what happened yeah. to their dad um and april hey, may and season June four like, or a movie <laughs> i hope they get to make a movie i think after talking about the show all this like i don't think i'll be invited to work on the movie but we'll see but <laughs> april may and june are like the female counterparts to huey dewey and louie and they um, haven't been in a ton of stuff. They were in like a weird uh, Disney Three Caballeros uh, spinoff thing, I think. But um, I, it, oh man, I, I just wonder like what we're allowed to say. It's so long after the fact, right? But yeah. I know that like we had wanted to get the the woman that did the voice of Minnie Mouse for such a long time she also did the voice of Huey Dewey and Louie and she did the voice of Webby and she oh. had reprised herself she reprised herself on the show uh, a couple of times playing a young Donald and young Donald that sounded just like um the nephews did on the original show they had wanted to have her be either April or May like one of the one of the other triplets but she she died right around that time like she was very sick and it was very sad. Um, and so I don't, this is such a bummer now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, so I don't remember who they, they cast for, the, for that part in the end. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was really cool that they did that, that they did these really obscure characters that people didn't know about. Um, I wish we had done even more of that because there's like, we had this big map. Happens. We had in this big map on the wall, yeah, of like all the ducks in the duck family. And we, I think we only got to half of them. So, <laughs> but oh, sorry, wow. what were you going to say? Oh no! I just love when they do that, like in Star Wars and stuff, or like everything. Where I'm like, oh, here's a minor character. Let's dive deep into them, and there's something really fascinating on the other side. Love that every time. Uh, the final Ducktales question, because I know that you were like definitely were like, oh, I'll only do your podcast if eighty percent of it's about Ducktales. Um, was were there any characters or references that Disney said no to? Um, I'm trying to think. I. 
I, I know that like, it's so weird, like the, the, the legal department and it's so weird that like the characters, Disney owns all these characters, but mm-hmm. I think there would be like clearances that you couldn't have one Disney character in the show. Like you would just think, oh, Disney owns all these things. So like, if we want mm-hmm. Iron Man to show up in DuckTales and be like, hey ducks, like it's me, Iron Man, <laughs> like that, that we'd be able to do that. But no, like, like there was like all these inter, it's just, it's such a complicated thing. So I don't know if they had wanted Mickey Mouse to be in the show or like, I, I I know that Mickey Mouse was like something that we, as far as I know, I could be wrong. We couldn't have Mickey Mouse in the show. So there was like a part where there was, Donald goes crazy and like takes a watermelon and makes it look like Mickey Mouse and calls it like Melon Mouse or something like that. And I think they had the voice actor that does Mickey do one line as this, watermelon but i know that i feel like that had to go through all these legal things like they had to like make sure it was okay so i Mm -hmm. i I wonder if mickey would have been in the show and we weren't able to do that the wuzzles we couldn't have we couldn't do too much wuzzle stuff because of hasbro yeah the hasbro owning it and i know some of the other disney afternoon stuff like I, I don't know if there was any problem with the gummy bears like I or we just didn't have the space for it. I think it would have been cool to more directly have the gummy bears be in the show in some way. But instead, yeah, we just have the gummy great. berry juice. Um, any other things? I, I, I think I feel like Mickey was one where it was just like it was one of those things where I was like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> is it Donald the scene is Mickey? Like, can't they both be in the same thing? Yeah, um, I mean, clearly they're friends in another universe. There's no reason that we you shouldn't be able to have access to him or Goofy. It is so weird. Like I it, or Daisy was Daisy ever referenced at all? Daisy's in the show. She okay. Yeah, she she comes in a couple of times. It's kind of interesting right. because it's like it, it in our version of the show, like he Donald just starts dating Daisy, and so it's like mm. the beginning of the relationship instead of like they've been together forever. And so, and, and voiced by Tress McNeil, the same actress who does Daisy now, who also did mm. Dot and Babs Bunny. Um, and that was so cool. Like, cause I, I grew up watching, you know, DuckTales and, and Animaniacs and I loved Animaniacs as a kid. And I remember they used to have Warner Brothers studio stores uh, oh, where yeah. you could go buy Warner Brothers stuff. And like, I went to the Scottsdale Fashion Square Warner Brothers <laughs> store and met like the Animaniacs cast. And then I saw them again, like 20 years later, like doing DuckTales episodes. Cause Tress McNeil would do Daisy and Rob Paulson who did Yakko, like came in and did um, uh, some characters. Him. Like, it's just so weird seeing these crazy voiceover actors. Um, well, yeah, voiceover the- actors have such a crazy career. And there's like, it feels like all of, like there's only a hundred of them and they all do a thousand voices that you know. I, wished to be a vo person so badly (laughs) like it's the most i it's the most insular like thing of all like that is it's just like you're almost it is an exaggeration but it is like i would say 100 people probably take 90 percent of the voiceover gigs like it's just the same people over and over again and they all know each other and i also do puppets and i do puppeteering and but not really because it's not really my career, but like, there's not that many puppeteers. They all know each other. Yeah. Like it's these small, weird worlds where it's just so niche. But um, it was so cool to meet like these voiceover people that I was like, I <laughs> I don't know. That was such a nerdy thing that I did as a kid, where it's like people were mm-hmm. probably like drinking and smoking pot. And I was like finding out 
who did the voices of one character and Dude, like, I did the same thing. Stuff. As soon as IMDb became an actual thing, I spent days on that site being like, okay, that voice of that old lady that I recognize from Gummy Bears has shown up in 60 movies I watched repeatedly as a kid. What else did she do? Maybe did I even see her face at any point? You know, like <laughs> or when Brad got Rocky and Bullwinkle, I sent him a message. I was like, uh, Tara Strong's a legend. You know, like I was just like, <laughs> huge fan of her yeah that's so interesting tara strong is, is really interesting because yeah she's like she did like my little pony's voices in the 80s and yeah. she still looks pretty young and and then to meet her and be like oh you've just been doing this for like 40 years <laughs> like, yeah i know like, she looks front of the camera you almost want to ask like why do you still look front of the camera <laughs> I don't know. I don't even have to. I mean, voiceover is like, I, I wish I could do it so badly. I, I've done voiceover on a couple of things, but I just never got any traction uh, because I can probably only do like two or three voices of the people that do voiceover. Like you're either like Kristen Shaw and you just have like a really huh? interesting voice that you can just do the same. Like Kristen Shaw like does voiceover on tons of things. She never changes her voice. She's exactly the same. Or like no, you wouldn't hire Cigaro. her if you want her to change her voice. You just hire yeah, her because her voice is so cool. Yeah. 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 Like John Benjamin. Like you're like, no, you hire him to be John Benjamin. Yeah. And then there's other people like Tara Strong that are like, oh, I do 40 different voices. And you would never guess that I was the same person. Like it's such a crazy world. But um, I don't know. I I that is so fun Which, to like see people. Yeah, so who was the shows? Who were you the most starstruck from out of all that? Who <laughs> Allison Janney did uh, Goldie, who was uh, like Scrooge's romantic interest. And I, I remember seeing like going to record with her and I went just because I, I mean, why is Allison Janney the first thing that person thought of? Because I mean, I like Allison Janney, but like, yeah, I, I, I was just like, I want to go see her because I think she's cool. And she was really cool. And I made a joke about Kaiser Permanente because she does the voiceover <laughs> And she laughed. Lin Manuel Miranda was Gizmo Duck, and he. Yeah. I wrote a Gizmo Duck episode, and he called in from New York, and so that was a little bit of a bummer because I was like, "Oh, I would have loved to like somehow meet him," but he said mm -hmm. one of my jokes was funny, and I was just like, "Oh my god, he has no idea who I am, and I'll never see his face." <laughs> but, this is, <laughs> but this is really cool. Um, I think those are the. <laughs> Alice and Janney and Lin-Manuel Miranda. There's probably like huge stars that I should be talking about. I was instead. actually thinking, no, I was thinking you were going to say more of the voiceover things. Like the way you were being like, oh yeah, no. The Animaniacs. Well, I, I thought in. it was really cool. Yeah, like Tress McNeil who does like Babs and yeah. like, and and I'm I'm working on Tiny Toons right now, like the Tiny Toons reboot. And I I I, I, I think it's been like announced that, I, I don't know. I, I I think that people will be different, like Oh, I'm gonna have to ask you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, wait. Know if you can Are we allowed that. to mention that? I don't, I don't think know so. I don't announced. think so. Oh, Tony Cruz right. is announced, but like the cast isn't announced. I don't even know okay. all the cast, so maybe cut this part out. But I'll start. I'll I'll, I'll give you a good part. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You, all right. Want me to? Oh, pause it, are you putting something? the video on it too, or? No. It's up to you, but um, uh, but yeah, like Tress McNeil and and Rob Paulson, who did Animaniacs, like to meet them was so cool, um, and and just to see them do their stuff and they're, it, I mean, because it's just only your voice, you know, and so like these yeah. these actors that are, you know, they're older, but they can just go in 
wear whatever they want and then just crush it and make money. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. Uh, it's totally awesome. We did it, dude. Episode done. I bamboozled you. I got you to talk about DuckTales forever. So much, so much DuckTales. Love him. I mentioned in the last episode that's how you pronounce his name. Not my fault. Didn't do it. Those jokes have been made many years ago. I'm not about to make them now on my show. Now, after he gives us this great conversation. But there he is. Very funny man. We talked a little bit. I, about to, I was about to tell you how we met, as if we didn't cover that in the episode. Uh, totally bamboozled him with DuckTales questions. And I think it's a great episode because of it. You know, like... I've had a couple TV show writers on. Like, if this is your first episode hearing this because you love DuckTales, I also had Garrick Bernard on a couple weeks ago, and we talked uh, thoroughly about Solar Opposites because he was a big part of that, a little bit about Lower Decks. And it was like, I really like just kind of grilling these people on TV shows. <laughs> um, not that it's like, hey, we, <laughs> you, you need to make every decision. Does Webby like cilantro? You know, like, not like it's like that, but it's just... I find the whole process of everything like that fascinating. I mean, that's why I moved to Los Angeles. I love the creation of a show, especially the background information of a show. Like, fun fact about Star Wars is the lightsaber in Return of the Jedi is green just because when they happened to do the screen test and they put the blue on the blue background because it, it was outside for the first time, it just didn't, it got lost. And so they just made it green. I love stupid facts like that. That's what I love. To be like, oh, to hear, I thought, you know, because we give it all this extra meaning. You're like, it's green because he's more powerful now. And so, therefore, he dresses in black. And now he's got a green lightsaber. Everything's bigger. And he had to, we know he lost his hand and his lightsaber then. We just make all these other things up just because, in reality, they just needed a color that went against the color blue better than the color blue. And like that's that's the kind of I love it. I love and I love that we kind of got like that kind of stuff about DuckTales, which is a great show. If you haven't watched DuckTales, I actually I know he made the joke as soon as I asked the questions. Where he goes, "How old is your brother?" But it's a, if you watch it, I don't know how little kids are watching it. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I get kind of where it's like this is fun, but it is like taken with an adult seriousness. And they really went out there and made a good show. I know I edited this a bunch, so I don't know if this made it, but he definitely, he, Ben talked about how much they were trying to make a great show. You know, like where it was definitely like, hey, this isn't like, oh, look what they happened to do for DuckTales. It's like, no, we're making a great show that people are going to watch for years and years. And I think we got that. Ben's fantastic. Ben is my favorite person to run into. I remember I went to a wedding, didn't know he was going to be there. On the way to the wedding, I'm just checking my Twitter, and he makes a joke about how he's going to a wedding. And I was like, oh, it's on. And I walked in, I spotted him and his husband, and I just sat down right next to him and I spent the whole wedding with him. And it was hilarious, because his husband, Justin, 
also a comedian, Justin Madsen. You can look him up. They're so funny. They're just both so funny that it was just like, yes, absolutely. Sitting next to these two for anything is the right choice. Love that I did that. We'll get Justin on sometime. I'll grill him about DuckTales as well. <laughs> just his outside perspective. Like, what's it like when your husband comes home from Duckburg all, all anxious? So, yes. All that being said and done, next week's episode, I'm happy with this one. <laughs> like I'm ever mad at them, is uh, Tabitha Brownstone. Tabitha Brownstone is a friend of mine I've had for years. I met her because I had a friend out of nowhere go, hey, you do stand-up. I want you to teach my friend how to do stand-up. I get that text message about once every three weeks, and it drives me absolutely bonkers and bananas. And I ask her on her side what it's like to deal with me on that side, knowing that I'm frustrated. You know? <laughs> like So there we have it. Although... I will say, out of every time that I've ever been in that situation, I do get frustrated. I've also made friends with them every single time. I've made friends with them. Um, So, that also works its way out. So, you can hear that conversation next week. It's going to be a blast. I've already had that conversation, so I know it's a blast. I was, like, really excited after it was done. You know, with both of this episode, Tabitha's next week, when you're done with an episode and it feels good, you're just like, yes. This is why I'd be podcasting. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me, I gotta be me.